And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Use the promo code HBSports to get 20% off your order. Remember, gentlemen, shaving the balls are one of the most difficult things to shave on the male body. Manscaped has taken care of that problem for us. They've locked up scientists in the lab for the past 18 months, and they have perfected the ball hair trimmer. They call it the Lawnmower 3.0. I've tried this thing myself. I use it in the shower every morning. I walk out of the door with a fresh set of balls. There's no better feeling. Remember, use the promo code HBSports to get 20% off your order. It's waterproof. It charges for up to 90 minutes so you can bring it on the road with you. It's good to go. Remember, Manscaped promo code HBSports, 20% off your order. Today on the High Button Podcast, we have Igor Sokolov. Igor is from Russia. He's training here in Halifax. I'm very fortunate that he's uh, taken the time out of his day to come visit us here uh, at the High Button Studio. He plays for the Cape Breton Eagles. He's been there the past three years. I'm just going to give you a little, I'm going I'm to give you a stat line for this past year. 52 games played, 46 goals, 46 assists. So what's 46 plus 46? That equals 92. I just did that on the top of my head. I did. Anyways, 46 goals. I don't know how you'd put 46 goals up in the queue, but he did it. I'm sure you have no idea either, whoever's listening to this. But I'll tell you what, right? I'm going to ask him. Probably my first question will be, how do you put up 46 goals playing in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League for the Cape Breton Eagles? That's absolutely insane. On top of that, 46 assists. It's just... Come on, that's an incredible stat line this year. Uh, also, he played in the World Juniors representing Russia, doing very well there as well. He is a top uh, prospect in the 2020 NHL draft coming up. I don't know if they have a date yet for the draft in the NHL. I think they have to eliminate some teams from the playoffs. But nonetheless, I'm extremely excited to talk to Igor. And once again, we're just lucky that he's here in Russia because if it wasn't for this COVID thing, I'm pretty sure that he would be back in Russia right now. So great opportunity for us to be able to talk to Igor. And we appreciate him taking the time out of his day to, to chat with us. So it's going to be a great time. I'm Justin. We're talking to Igor. This is the High Button Podcast. Here we go. You know what comes next. Sounds good. Igor, we're here, man. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. How's life? Not too bad, not too bad. Yeah? Yeah. I'm just going to ask you right off the bat, man. How do you put up 46 goals this year? How do you do that? That's incredible. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I just <laughs> work hard pretty, like, all summer long, you know, focus on my skating and, you know, just had a good mindset before the season that I have to prove lots of people wrong and, you know, worked out. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do for working in order to score goals? Like, you know, there's so many people that work in the summer. They're like, I'll work on my shot. I'll work on my hockey awareness. Like not everyone puts up 46 goals. There must be like a secret little trick. Like, wait, what's, what is it? I don't know, man. Actually, like I past two summers, I was focused on my skating more than shooting. Really? Really? Yeah. Because I think I just got it from back home because I usually would like go and shoot 500, 500 packs a day. And you know, it just came in my hands, I guess, but. Right now, main focus is skating because I'm a big guy. Yeah. I guess when you think about skating, though, you're just looking for open ice. And if you have open ice, that gives yeah. you an opportunity to shoot. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So right now, looking forward to next year, if there is a next year, what do you work on in the summer? Are you still working on skating? Oh, yeah. Still? Yeah, it's just my like main concern because I'm really hoping to play pro next year. So, okay. you know, it's quicker hockey and stuff. So I'm working yeah. my legs. But, you know, shooting the pucks is always in my hands. So, like... We're taking shots during the practice and stuff, but main focus is skating right now. So talk about Russia. I've never been to Russia before. When you you know you think of some of the the great Russian hockey players, you think of goal scorers like Ovechkin and and coming up through the ranks. You played World Juniors last year. Do you ever try to mimic your game after these guys? Because it seems like you know every Russian skilled hockey player is putting the puck in the net. Yeah, you know, well, it's nothing like crazy about Russian hockey, you know. It's just pretty much the same as North America. You start playing as a kid and you just keep development and, you know, go through junior and after you just, like, go play pro, basically. And some yeah. people decide to go to North America and make that, like, decision as a 17-year-old, like, yeah. try to go CHL and try to grow here. But some people decide to stay in back home and play, try to get to KHL and, you know, try to improve every day and... Yeah, lots of lots of good players from Russia, and I think it's just like because we have a, such a good work ethic and people trying to improve every day. So, 
I think it's why we have like guys like Ovi and Panarin right now, Kuznetsov and Malkin just ripping up NHL. And I think they're just like working hard every day. And, you know, like I don't think Ovi thinks like he scored 700 and <laughs> he's going to stop. Yeah. He, he definitely wants to get to 800 now. Yeah. So he always has a goal to reach. Your English is good. Oh, where do you where do you, did you take it in school when you were younger? Like uh, I came here, couldn't speak English at all. So you learned English in Cape Breton? Yeah, three years ago I came there and not a word. No way. I swear. So, so the, did you have like one teacher? Like, did you have one person helping you? Or yeah, I had a teacher f- twice a week, but he was on English too, so I had to try to understand him. And I think it's just like when people talk around you in English, it's just like yeah, you wanted to speak like. We were driving a bus in like 10, 11 hours, and I'm just going to sit by myself in my headphones and just listen to music, and those guys are laughing, and yeah. you know, you're just trying to get with them, and you know, it was a good motivation for me to learn, and you know, it's really good to speak to people. Yeah, especially in the Maritimes, like in Cape Breton. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. There's people that won't give up on you. There's oh, people yeah. like, oh, you, I'll make sure that you learn English. Oh, yeah. That's a good like community to be in to learn English. Oh, for sure. That's wicked. Yeah. So how did like the schooling aspect was that like a struggle at the beginning like going to school right away or uh, do you take Russian school? Yeah, I'm I'm in university back home right now. So like home in Russia? Yeah, I'm okay. doing it online. I don't think like Europe European players like allowed to be in school here. Oh, they're not. No, I don't think so. Really? Yeah. So I'm just back home when I'm when I have a chance to go back. I'm gonna go here for a month or so. But okay. right now I'm doing everything was shut down anyway, so I was doing online stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you ever have like a translator like in the room like when the coach was like maybe drawing up a power play or did you just kind of have to go uh, with the flow and you're like I put the puck in the net like how, yeah, how do you <laughs> I had to just you know he was writing everything on the board so yeah I could understand that so that was the only play I could understand anything <laughs> I guess hockey's a simple game it's the same language yeah basically whatever coach shows on the board yeah you if you have good IQ you will understand that that's funny. Yeah. So are you knows. enjoying uh are you enjoying training here in Halifax? Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So do you live here or where do you Uh I'm kinda of back and forth now from Cape Breton Halifax. Okay. Because I got eyes in Cape Breton as well and um so I'm just like once in a while I'm here in Halifax and going back and forth like every oh, second week. Like, yeah. Every oh, yeah. second week I'm going back and forth and basically, you know, trying to focus on my summer training right yeah. now. It's gonna be a long training. So just trying to make most of it. Yeah. It's interesting how like next year is kind of up in the air. So it's like you're training to go pro, but you're like, when is the pro going to come? Because you don't even know when it's going to come. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's weird. Yeah, right now I'm waiting on a draft because I'm going through the draft again and I have yeah. a high chance to get drafted. So <laughs> I think so. <laughs> at least I have a date right now. It's on, in October 9th. So. Oh, is that the date yeah. of the draft? Yeah. They yeah. have a date? Yeah, October oh, 9th okay. and 10th. Yeah, so I have a date to look forward to. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh, is yeah. it going to be in Montreal or is it like online? Online, yeah. So what are you going to do for the draft? Are you just going to like hang out? Are you, are you living at like your billets in Yeah, Quebec? I'm living in my billets in Cape Breton. I got lucky with them that they let me stay basically for all summer and nice. take care of me. And um, yeah, probably Eagles might going to play and I'm going to be at the game maybe or something watching the game. Eagles playing hockey and stuff. Yeah. I mean, but you can't, you know, can you play? Like is that uh, enough? I can, but I'm taking two spots because I'm a Euro and a 20, so... Okay. It's not worth it to take anybody's spot on the team. And people basically who got drafted from guy drafted from Russia, he's gonna come over and I'm gonna take his spot or something. It's just not fair, I yeah. think. So I think it's like best play for me just, you know, train right now and, you know, get stronger and be ready whenever time comes i love how every question i ask you it just ends and i got to get better i got to get stronger it just seems like that's all that's on your mind you're just i got to get better i got to improve it, it's a good mindset to have oh yeah it's good man if you if you think you're good it's you know nothing gonna come easy like, no. i love it oh yeah i come in here i'm like I'm pumping you up 46 goals you're like yeah it was okay like, i gotta get better though i need 50 uh, goals now i like that that's a good <laughs> attitude yeah i love that yeah what do you think your biggest asset is other than scoring goals as a hockey player Obviously, scoring goals is a huge part of it, but uh, what's another aspect that you I bring? think, you know, Ants, Ants always Ants? says, yeah, like that I'm underrated playmaker. Yeah. And I think I can agree with him because... Oh, I had, Ants, uh, Matt Anthony. Yeah, Matt Anthony. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah he yeah, always yeah. says I'm underrated playmaker. And obviously, yeah. I had 46 and 46. Yeah. I had 46 goals, 46 assists, so... Yeah. yeah You're I mean, even. You're right yeah, there. Yeah, I think playmaker and is like my dark horse, basically. Yeah. 
Do you have a lot, any friends in the NHL right now that you talk to about the league and what to expect? Like if you end up going there one day, just do you ever like talk about the speed and the decision making and the lifestyle of it? Yeah, well, I've been in an NHL camp, right? I've been in Columbus. Columbus, camp. yeah. So you know, I I made to main camp and I played pre exhibition game. And Did you? Yeah. Okay. And the speed and pace in the game already, like basically like NHL. It's like just you know less players from NHL playing. It's like a couple more prospect playing in exhibition yeah. game, but you know couple NHL players and the pace here is crazy man it's quick hockey did you, did you feel comfortable yeah I did I had an assist actually too and did you yeah it was you know it's just it takes like maybe like three four shifts to just adjust yourself to that hockey because it's quick yeah but you know you're trying to compete and it just like comes to your legs and hands and your head yeah it was it's fun NHL is definitely fun man it's it's great hockey plus you know being around those guys and being in that like dressing room and stuff it's yeah cool experience i just hear it's like from from guys nhl guys that come on when they talk about junior compared to the nhl don't get me wrong they talk about the hockey but they talk about the lifestyle like the lifestyle is just a lot different you have to stay level-headed you know you're flying first class best hotels best this best of everything like you have to almost forget about that and just stay focused on the actual game and apparently for some guys that's tough to do it would be tough for me to do you know, flying around, you're the best, but you have to stay focused on just your actual self. I don't know. It would be tough. Yeah, it's, you know, it, it's the right thing you said because, you know, it's some, you get comfortable and then here's another guy comes out of junior yeah, and yeah. he wants to get to that spot. Yeah. Right? Here you go. You feel comfortable. He wants to get better and he, next thing you know, he's yeah. taking your spot and you're yeah. playing AHL or East Coast. Well, let's talk the different aspect. When you came over to Cape Breton, how old were you? 16? 17. 17 years old. Did you feel, was there any like, you know, you had to get comfortable? Maybe you took someone's spot. Like, was there any uh, aspect of uncomfortability when you first got to Canada? Uh, not really because, you know, it's only two Euro spot on the team, right? In every CHL team. So yeah. they traded the guy away to Schwinnigan. So it was only German guy and me, basically. So I wasn't taking anybody's spot. Yeah. But, you know, I felt like, because uncomfortable bit because i couldn't speak english right like i don't know if people talking about me behind my back you know <laughs> like maybe they look at me and smile at me but here they're saying like holy jesus like this guy's like yeah i don't know who, and yeah. just like you know it felt awkward for a bit but you know i got lucky with my billets because they were taking care of me like crazy and still do actually like having me for like already six months after season got canceled you know yeah and um you know, it was a couple of guys, like, I was living with Drake Batterson and Sam Billet family. So, oh, were you? Yeah, he helped me around a lot, and, you know, he was just taking me everywhere, basically tried to, like, help me adjust to the team and, you know, teach me a couple of things, you know, like, answer what's up and stuff like that, because <laughs> I didn't know what that means. They asked me what's up, and my answer, good, every time. And then, good, good, that's all you know, yeah. And then he's like, yeah, say not much, or chilling. Dr I, so Drake was teaching you these yeah, things? Yeah, yeah. No way, that's oh, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Drake was, like, Drake was like my actual brother here, like big really? brother. Yeah, he was taking care of me a lot, and you know, it was just like it was great to live with him because he's a great hockey player. And look how, like, how he plays, how he takes care of himself, and you know, just being around him was great for me. The guy came back, just came back from NHL camp, and after he makes World Juniors and wins the gold, and goes for a big run with Armada, gets traded to Armada, and has great run with the team, and almost winning the cup. And yeah, now the next thing you know, he's rookie of the year in the NHL basically and next thing you know he plays NHL so you know it's always a nice guy to have around you you seem like you're like a big fan of him like anyone that t takes you under their wing you especially come into a different country and takes the time and goes you know instead of saying hi say what's up that's someone that you'll remember for the rest of your life oh and yeah if, even if he's in the NHL or not like that's something that's just a good person oh yeah for sure we still talk a lot and we're working out together right so. oh yeah because he's home right now yeah, yeah he's yeah, here yeah. so um we're working out and we're skating together, so it's always fun being around him. We always like talk about how like how bad my English was, how like <laughs> he had to teach me stuff and how he would just show me his phone and translator, like, yeah, you wanna go now or you wanna go in ten minutes and it's all on the phone and I would just like Huh, yeah, 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 good and stuff like that. It was you know, it's a, it was good memories, like it's it's fun and he's yeah. definitely not gonna ever forget that. Absolutely. He not. had to take care of seventeen year old kid. Yeah. basically coming over from russia and he had to take me under his wing so i think it wow. was a cool experience for him as well yeah absolutely that's a cultural experience oh yeah oh yeah man. especially for you like you know you go back to canada or you go back to russia and the, you know the fact that you know english you're a hockey player you've traveled all around this country don't get me wrong you're a great person you're a great hockey player but you're extremely cultured 
Like, you know, like how many times have you been to Tim Hortons? Have you ever had a poutine? Like food, people, the the maritime experience, that's culture in itself. Oh, yeah. It's a great thing about hockey is oh, you yeah. get to travel and you become a man, essentially, you know? You know, it, life does teach me a lot of things, man. Like, I've been away from my family already when I'm, since I was 13, right? So no when I was way. 13, I moved to another ta- city. It was two hours away drive, but I was living by myself for Thir- 40 years. 13 years yeah. old. We, me and my parents made that decision that, that team was way better and i have to go here and wow try to play here and uh, so i have a little brother so they had to stay with him back home and i was like by myself four years and like you know it wasn't as hard for me already because i've been away from my family yeah but it was still tough because you could call him on them on the weekend and say can you come to yeah. our drive the hair but here they're thousand kilometers away they can't just take uh, a plane fly over here and stay for a couple of days and go back like you know what tough. i mean yeah but you know, I'm I'm just thankful for my family that they just like, you know, talk to them every day on the phone and you know, just uh, like we got used to it and it was cool to see them at uh, World Juniors. Yeah. They went, they went to Czech to see me for like. Did they? Yeah. Like, that must have been emotional for yeah, you. Yeah, week and a half or so. Like it was, you know, my mom comes and see me like first time in half a year and she cries and bawling and like, I. Yeah, I was can't say, say nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're gonna cry like. Yeah. You know. Wow. Yeah. I'm just thinking about being away from my parents. Like, I've never been away from them. I couldn't imagine being away from them for that long. Yeah, but, uh, you know, like, I got lucky with my Billy family that they, like, made me feel like I'm home. Yeah. Like, I had nothing to complain, and, you know, they were taking care of me all the time. And even right now, like, they could have just told me, like, like we won't take care of you anymore. Like, you just go back to Russia, right? They could have yeah. said that. But, like, yeah. they didn't want to risk me, myself, and my family as well that I have to go to, like, five or six airports to get back home. And you never know where That's you can catch safe. it, yeah. Yeah. right? And it was like peak of pandemic that time too. So, yeah. you know, they told me like, you're welcome to stay here and we want you to be here. And I talked to my parents and I said to them like, do you really want to risk it? Yeah. Like, or like I should stay here right now yeah. and just like everybody, everybody's going to be safe. Like I'm going to come home and we're going to stay all together at home for like six months and what's going to happen we're just going to want to kill each other because we're not used to be around each other that long right so i told him like whenever first opportunity comes and i'm starting making money i'm buying new tickets and you come or whatever i am next year basically because my mom was supposed to come to the playoffs yeah this year first round yeah they already booked her tickets and stuff and it's like literally like it was like a week away before season got canceled. Did they get their money back on the flight tickets? I don't think so. Oh, that yeah, sucks. Sucks, man. Oh. Yeah, it's that's not a cheap flight ticket either no, from Russia to Cape Breton. No, man. Like it was like first they canceled first tickets because usually my my mom and like my brother would fly here like every Christmas. Oh, to Halifax. Or yeah, to Cape Breton. To Cape Breton. Okay, sorry. To yeah, see yeah, me, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And um so this year they already booked the tickets and I made World Juniors, so they had to cancel those tickets. And after they booked those tickets, and it's just like, ha, huh? no, no, not again. And so, Man. yeah, my mom was supposed to come for the uh, first two games of playoffs. That's a sacrifice the parents make in order to see their kids. Like the fact that you left at 13 and they were coming to see you, but then it's like, ah, oh, I made World Juniors. Now you got to go to check. And oh, that's it's it's yeah, at least it's, it's like. It's an awkward situation, but it's your family, so it's extremely tough. Yeah, at yeah. least they had a chance to see me at the World Juniors. It was, it was great. Like, yeah, that was like ten days, and we were just like yeah. spending that all time together. Basically, I was uh, yeah. like not with them when I was playing the game. Yeah, after they would just come to my hotel and just we would chill. Relax. Yeah, I'll admit the f- the first time I ever cheered for Russia was because of you because. <laughs> Ants, the assistant coach for Cape Breton, Matt Anthony. He's the he's a friend of mine, and he's the coach of Cape Breton. So, and also you're a, you know you're in a, you're a maritimer now in my mind. You've played Cape Breton three years. You've been in this part of the world. So I never really went to Russia, and I've never you know really cheered for anyone for Russia. But the fact that I knew you played, I was I was watching for you, and I was cheering for you, and you had a great World Junior. So I guess just talk about that experience and, and how how you think you played because I thought you played great watching you on TV. Yeah, first of all, thanks. I appreciate that. No but- worries. Yeah, you know, it was just, it was another goal for me. Like, it was just another challenge for me because, like, most of the guys who make in World Junior, they're drafted, right? Yeah. Here, I'm 19 years old, and I have less chances than anybody else to make a team. Yeah. Because, first of all, I'm playing in North America, and I'm just thinking about Russia. Like, they, 
have people in Russia who play in Russia, so they better off just take them than yeah, take you know you. try to get us. And first we have chance to play kind of Russia series, and you only have two games to show up when we played against Q, right? Yeah. So you only have two games. Two games. Like oh, the Russia Quebec series. Yeah, yeah, yeah Russia yeah, Quebec. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we're yeah. not. We only play in Russia Quebec. We play. Yeah. So here's your first chance to show up. Like if you're not go doing good, yeah. you're not gonna get invited because they're never gonna look like at you anymore. Yeah. So like here's two for two games. Like it was a challenge for me. First of all, like I have to show up for two games. Like it's most important two games in my life maybe to make a World Juniors camp. Are you nervous or relaxed? I think I'm more chill yeah and i can't if i get too nervous and i start thinking it's just nothing gonna go well okay and i think i just love to like laugh around you know joke around you know yeah. just like it's just my like i'm type that person and so those two games went really well actually like we played uh actually our quebec line played guy from moncton and Rimouski. we played on the same line and we basically scored all the goals for team russia in two games really so i was like here we go like That's i good. did my job yeah. i did my job yeah now I'm waiting on that. Like, yeah. training camp was like a month away or so. And was the training camp in Russia? Yeah. Okay. So um, probably like five or six days after, manager from Team Russia like gives me a text, like call me when you can. And I was like, That's long distance. <laughs> ah, what's going on? I, yeah. So I call him and he's like, Be prepared. Pre- Start preparing for training camp. December 8th, 9th, trying to bring you to Russia. Here we go. Training camp starts on like August, oh August 10th, so December 10th. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, that's good. So we so start kept going and uh, played like a like another like 10, 15 games in the queue and um, played against Halifax at home. Actually, my last game and we beat them. It was like really like nice way to get out and go. So and um, yeah, when to training camp in Moscow and first like five or six days, you know, the time difference was crazy. It's like eight hours. Yeah. So right now it's like almost a night at home. Almost Basically. midnight right now, yeah. Yeah, so like you came here, I came and I just like, during the night I'm not sleeping, during the day I'm sleeping and the coach tell us like... Practice. No, he actually was smart about it and he said no practice, just like gym, like try to bike, you know, get yeah. your legs going and stuff. So it was like, great it was great call by him like first three days we like went on the ice for like half an hour just to like you know just to wake up basically yeah. because i wanted to sleep and yeah. me and my friend from moncton Kovanov, we both wanted to sleep like we both sleeping <laughs> like, were you guys on the same flight uh no different flights yeah we were different flights and so we were like like i came i i came a bit earlier than he did i guess because it was different flights yeah and uh, like i'm in like texting him where are you like i'm falling asleep like, <laughs> and i have cards so like he can't get in the room oh he... and he's like yeah i'm coming like an hour or so and i'm like holy like went outside for a walk and i'm just like falling yeah. asleep and he comes and both of us just pass out for like five or six hours during the day <laughs> and it's just crazy and yeah and after training camp start like getting going like we practice twice a day yeah but first practice was just like most of the system battles and stuff in the second practice was just power play oh yeah and work out like once a day twice sometimes like you know the agility and stuff like that yeah. and yeah and uh we went to Ostrava basically on uh december like austria no Ostrava, the czech oh the czech team Ostrava. Ostrava. it's where we played tournament okay yeah and we went there and um, we played two exhibition games and then team was making a cut yeah. So those two games went well and I made a team and it was just like here we go, here's another goal reached. Now I have to, I have to show up at World Juniors like that's, that's awesome. That's the most important tournament I ever going to play probably. So did you call your parents right away? Oh yeah, I called them. And, yeah, I called them and I said to them like you're good to come, book yeah. your tickets. Like, yeah. Because my dad was like yeah, I'm I'm going to book the tickets right now. like I'm like dad, it's no cuts yet. Like you yeah. can't book the tickets. If I get cut, like yeah. what are you going to do? Just go and watch it. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, well, I know you're going to make a team. And I'm like, yeah, but we both want yeah. it. But, like, you always just have wait. to be make yeah. sure. And, like, as soon as I did it, they were just, like, right away, booked it. And, yeah. So, tournament was just great, man. Like, it's, like, best players under 20. Oh, yeah. Best players. It's like, the from big everywhere. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's just, like, basically, I think it's, like, NHL pace, man. 
Is it? Uh, oh, yeah. Because before uh, the World Juniors, did you already go to Columbus camp? Yeah. So you've already played a couple yeah. NHL games. Yeah, okay, I've been yeah. around guys in practice, and it's yeah. like NHL pace. Because okay. it's like fresh legs, yeah. kids are around 19, 20, yeah. and it's just quick. Everything is quick, fast, great hockey, and, you know, no, not a single bad team. Yeah. We play, play Czech first game. We lose. Second game is Canada. And... We already lost one game in the group, and we have U.S. and Canada in front of us. Jeez. And, like, and we have to play Canada and U.S. back-to-back. Oh. So we give everything to Canada. Yeah. We beat them 6 nothing. We gave everything. Next <laughs> day we go out to play against U.S., and we have nothing in tank. Nothing. So that schedule lo- sucks. Yeah, we, lo- we lose against U.S. US. And the next game is Germany, but everybody talks about Germany. That's the dark horse of the tournament. They got people like, Shoots list, cider, and like people who went like top tens in NHL. <laughs> and if we lose, we go to play against Kazakhstan and those two ninth and tenth place games who goes to what's called second division. Yeah. If we win, we go like, uh, yeah. And I'm like, is that really happening? Like, Dude, you got my brain in a pretzel right now. I don't know. Holy smokes. Like, is that really? We lost two games already. Yeah. And we beat Canada 6 nothing. But here's the game with Germany, and everybody says, that team is yeah. unreal. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, they almost beat the U.S., I think. They're a dark horse in the yeah. hockey world. Bro, uh, right Germany. now. Oh, yeah. right now, man. Yeah. Like, they got people like Schutzle. Guy goes top three right now, apparently. <laughs> he goes, like, bifold or him. Yeah. For second overall. Yeah. And they got Sider, the guy who dra- got drafted in Detroit last year. Yeah. Sixth overall. And they got Pederka... And a couple other guys who like considered to be late first round picks in the early seconds. And you just like Oh, if we oh. lose, we done. Yeah. It is over. Yeah. So we go and we'll go out and play that game like just like but my mindset was that you know, like I was laying in bed before the game just relaxing and I was just like all those bad things going through your head. Like yeah. if we lose, we're done. Yeah. Like it's gonna be bad. You and like, you know, our team was actually like got so close together and uh our coach was cre- like really really good like yeah he like was like our second dad and you know we showed up for him most of it and you know beat germany five nothing gave them nothing and here we go like everybody talks about us like oh team russia is like kind of sucks like yeah they lost against czech <laughs> and like they were like about to lose like germany yeah and we were like all right well we came out to on switzerland and here is everybody talks like, oh, like, yeah, Russia is just like, yeah, they're going to play against Switzerland now. They're not playing against like Finland or Sweden, so it's easy for them. Yeah. And I'm like, you see, you just see a Switzerland team. Like, team they're is great. Like, yeah. it's no bad teams at the World Juniors. Yeah. Like, none of it. We go out, play, beat them 3 1. All right. And after it's like, it's Sweden game semifinals. And, uh, Sweden haven't lost a game in the stage group in 13 years. Oh, you know that. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I didn't know 13 that. 13 years in a row, they haven't lost a group stage wow. game. So this tournament, they haven't lost a game yet, and we already lost two. And they got guys like um, Hollander, Fagemo, Sendin, who played in Toronto. Yeah. In the Leafs, Gustafsson play, played like 40-some games in Winnipeg. And here us, like a couple guys who never got a chance to be drafted. and Wow. And, uh, you know, we showed up, we played our game, and, you know, won in overtime. It was a crazy game, and, <laughs> you know, and we were just, like, just shutting everybody mouth, basically. There's no talking. pressure on you yeah. at this point. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we, won, we won the semifinal games. We're going gold. Yeah. Gold or silver. We were already yeah. with medals anyways. Yeah. And here goes Canada again, and 6 nothing. like, they have to come back, and, you know, they're going to be strong and stuff like that. Yeah. But to be honest with you, we absolutely outplayed them for 53 minutes. It was a crazy game. It was a crazy game. 53 minutes, we absolutely gave them nothing. 3-1. Yeah. And here it goes, uh, shot from the point, and Mike Michael puts his hail out, and it hits his hail and goes top corner. And I'm like, is that really <laughs> happening? Is that even like, yeah? how is that goes in? Yeah. And it's just like, after we take a bad penalty, yeah. Hayden scores. And I just knew already that like, that's not our d- if we would play that game any other day we would have won. What was your reaction when the puck hit the the camera and oh. stayed in play? What was going on on the bench? Nobody knew that the rule is if anything attached to the ring 
counts as the boards. Counts as the boards. Nobody knew that. I never heard of that rule. I'll be. I won't lie. I didn't know either. I was happy it happened, but I didn't yeah, know. Obviously, obviously. Yeah, obviously. And it was just like, oh, sick. We're going six on three now. Yeah. It's happening. Six on three. If we're not scoring, like, we should all just say yeah. quit hockey. <laughs> like, if you don't score six on three in the final game. You got it. Yeah. You got all skill in the world. Yeah. So we're like, all right, we good. Six on three. It's like still like minute and a half left. They're like, perfect call in the timeout. Refs come out, comes up to us and is like, it's no penalty. And we were like, what? Hit the camera and it's a rules in uh, national international hockey that oh. if he hits anything, it counts as the board. counts as the board. And we were like, that's not our day. Did you guys like argue it or anything? Did you guys like protest it or anything? No, it was no reason. It was literally in the rules. It was, was it? Okay. Yeah, it was literally in the rules. Wow, I saw man. the rules after I, it says like anything attached to the boards. I remember that was one of the best hockey games I've ever seen. Yeah. It was oh, incredible. It was crazy. I was okay. up, I remember where I was at my girlfriend's place, had a couple beer. We sat down. It was in Halifax. It was snowing. It was one of those classic like, world junior days. And yeah. the way you just described it, the fact that you were on the ice and talking about the whole tournament, that was that was cool. You broke it down very well. Yeah. It was very cool. Oh, and like, you know, we lost and it was just like everything went dark for a second. And just yeah. Like, but now you just realize that you're second best team in the world. Like, you're not 10th, 11th, 15th. Yeah, you have nothing to be ashamed of. No. Like, like we got silver at yeah. the World Juniors. You yeah. should be proud of yourself. So, like, basically, all the boys got together after and just, like, we had, like, a banquet basically going on with parents and stuff. And it was, you what? just look at everybody's eyes and just say, yeah. I was really happy to play with you. Like, Where, where's your medal right now? Uh, it's in Cape Breton. Is it? Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's a memory you'll have forever. Oh, for sure, man. Forever with World everyone. Junior, it's definitely yeah. the best tournament you're gonna like yeah. you have to look forward to that like you like when you're 17 18 yeah you have to set that goal that you want to make that team you yeah. want to play that ter- tournament i never played but now i feel like i did play so thanks <laughs> i appreciate that <laughs> no. so i want to talk about russia what's it like growing up as a kid in in russia is it you know what's the school system like what's the you know the hockey like just what's it like growing up as a kid in russia um you know it's just simple Basically, you go to school as a seven-year-old. Seven, okay. Yeah, and you go through 11 grades. Same, yeah. yeah. Or we know there's 12 here. Yeah, okay, so you go 11, 11 yeah. grades. And uh, basically, after that, you have, like, huge exams. You ch- you have you have to choose two exams you want to do for your university. Okay. So whatever university, like, I was going to be a hockey coach. In, like, I was going to, like, I had to do two exams i had to choose yeah so if i pass them i can like get my like self to university to be a hockey like coach that, basically that's a co- that's a course in university in russia to be a hockey coach yeah it's what i'm at right now no way yeah if you finish it like it, you have a degree it, in a hockey yeah coach. it takes four years to get your diploma so i'm in my fourth year next year no so way year. so next year after i'm going back home i have to like study and stuff like that and get my diploma done and i <laughs> what actually can be a hockey coach so that's insane yeah so you that's crazy yeah so you have to do pass those two exams what are the exams like what would be on the exam is it it like a written exam biology biology to be a hockey coach yeah well you have to know everything about body basically if you want to be a coach like teaching kids and stuff like that you have to know everything about body system and stuff like that that is crazy so i did not know that oh yeah yeah, good for you for studying it like that there's that can't not help you like that's oh yeah that's yeah, wicked. oh yeah absolutely so you do that and you know every every guy has a different story like somebody goes and does history and you study you know, the history of hockey yeah and he no he wants to do anything else like he wants to be being a businessman so he goes to university where like people are teaching you how to be a businessman basically oh, you know okay. what i mean so yeah, like yeah 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 so it's like you f- obviously if you're like hockey and stuff like that you into it you're never gonna go be a businessman you yeah. want to be in the spark sport and stuff like that so you want yeah. to be around that that's really cool yeah right. and you know growing up as a hockey player it's simple as here like whenever like usually it's like five or six years old you start skating yeah same here yeah and yeah. Uh, you go through like under 11 under 12 under 13 14 15 16 17 like, same as here yeah, yeah basically and after it comes up to under 17 and then you have to make a decision yeah if you want to go play hockey in north america yeah or you want to sign a deal with home uh, team at home and you could probably make money more money no uh, not as a first deal you probably won't be able usually first deal it's like three years 
and you sign okay. MHL, VHL, KHL. MHL is like junior here, yeah. like CHL. Yeah. VHL is like basically like AHL, and KHL is like NHL. Yeah. But like, it's so, different than here because like, K Breton is not attached to anybody, right? Yeah. But if you sign that deal, yeah. MHL team is going to be attached to VHL and the KHL. Okay. So like, you're going to be always like in the system. Gonna, yeah. So like, if you like, if you play good, like your first like 30 games, you as a 17 or 16, you put up like. 35 points you move up you're just gonna get call up yeah and you're gonna st- and in that contract you're gonna m- start making mo- more money in vhl and if you get call up to khl you have another yeah. thing in your wow. contract so then you're making real money is there any like not stigma is there any pressure for you not to leave like i heard in russia they don't want their players to leave they want them to stay and play in russia uh, like, is there people pressuring you to not leave and it's not and it's not ideal like some people are actually scared to leave because of Team Russia. What do you Th- mean? What I said, like, war juniors. Okay. Like, because they want to make you, the team. You think that nobody's going to look at me in North America yeah. and, like, they're not going to try to get me over it and stuff like that. I think some of the guys are scared of that, but I don't think it's a case, man. Like, if you play, if you score, and, like, my coach told me at the war juniors, he said he, he watched my, like, five or six games and I never knew about it. He watched it online. Oh yeah, yeah. Internet. Yeah. yeah, you never know. They're yeah. looking at you, and you never know. So I, I, I think the only thing could stop you to go to North America as a seventeen is money and back home. Is what they, money? Yeah, yeah, they can they can pay you. Yeah, they can pay you real money. Yeah, but if you want to be a hockey player, yeah, I definitely would rather go through CHL than back home. Yeah. So basically, it's like that's as a seventeen, it's your lifetime decision. Basically, what do you want to do? Did you struggle with the decision, or did you know at an earlier age? Oh, uh, I, I struggled. Yeah. As a, so like, my last tournament for under seventeen, I played. It was like final tournament against you know like top top team from every province. Basically, okay. like Nova Scotia, Quebec, and blah blah blah. They have same, provinces in Russia. Yeah. Same thing, basically back oh, yeah. home. Okay. So we we went first in our like province. So yeah. we go to that tournament. It's like top eight teams, and my agent calls me, and he's like, "So what do you want to do next year?" And I'm like, "Uh, let's talk about North America." He's like, "Okay, I know people." He's like, "Moncton. They're gonna watch your games online." And I'm like, "All right." <laughs> so he calls me after tournament. Says Moncton's gonna pick you second overall in CHL draft. Oh boy. And I was like, great. It's April. Draft is in June. So I'm like, I got all the time to spend my time with my parents and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. here we go. I'm going to be gone to Moncton. Yeah. Second oral after Sveshnikov. <laughs> and I was like, okay. So me and, me and my dad actually went to Turkey that time. Turkey? Yeah, vacation. Best vacation ta- Best vacation for really? Russians. Oh, man. Turkey? Yeah. Okay. Crazy. And uh, we're sitting at the table and I'm like, dad, I'm scared. Like, it's like literally like 24 hours before the input draft. And yeah. I'm like, Dad, I'm scared. I just want to sign back home and I just don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. So I called my agent, basically telling him, yeah, tell Moncton I'm not coming. I'm signing back home. So he calls Moncton and says, blah, blah, blah. He has to, and my agent has to find like new guy Yeah. for uh, Moncton. Yeah. So he finds Colin up. Okay. And I'm... I'm already make my decision. So, like, literally, I was leaving Turkey, like, in three days, and I'm going to go back home and sign a deal with KHL, VHL and MHL, yeah. that freeway deal. Yeah. I'm all sad and blah, blah, blah. So, draft comes, and I've watched. I'm just checking out, like, who's my body's going to North America. And 35th, K. Breton just randomly picks me. I'm, like, calling my agent. I'm telling him, like, do they not know that I'm not coming? Like, because CHL, like, yeah, no, drop they, you know, yeah, you know hope. how it works. Yeah. It's just like. They hope that you come. Basically, they call you before, and if you say no to them, they won't pick you. But okay. let's say, like, I wanted to go to, like, Halifax. Yeah. And, like, Moncton, St. John, and all those teams t- called me, and they said, you want to come, you want to come? And I told them, no. And Halifax, Halifax calls me, and I said, yes to them. So nobody's going to pick me, and Halifax know that I'm going to come. So they have no risk. Yeah. So basically, K. Breton risked it. Yeah. Because they, um, the agent they, I had, and he called the um, coach. He knew coach Mark Andrea Dumont that time, or like 
Cape Breton's coach at the yeah, time. Yeah, the, yeah. So he calls him. He knew him because of Svechnikov brother was playing here a couple Cape, of years ago. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he calls him like, you know that he's staying in Russia. And he says, well, I'd rather to take a risk than take anybody else. So like maybe he's going to come as 18. Maybe he's going to come as a 19. I'm like, all right. And my agent told me like, yeah, take three, four days to think about it. I think it's a better place for you than Moncton. I'm like, okay. Took me like a couple days to say, yeah. So here I am, <laughs> basically three years ago. You're just in Turkey thinking about it. You should be enjoying yourself on a beach. You're like, oh, Moncton, Cape Breton, Alif. All right, uh, I guess I'll go. Yeah. Oh, I was stressed, man. It yeah. was lots of stress. There's lots of pressure on you. Like, yeah. You just like you don't know what's right. Yeah. You don't know what's right. What do you like? Agent can tell you anything. But you don't know what, what yeah. can, you're going to face. So what's one thing that Cape Breton did to make you feel comfortable when you got there right away? I think just, like, my billets, like... Just the billets again, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Man, I had, like, no problems with them. Like, they yeah. would do anything. Like, if it if it has to be on tra- Google Translator, they would do it. Like, yeah. you know, like, just taking care of me and, like, making me feel like home, like... What about food? Did they did they make food for yeah. you? Oh like, yeah, yeah. They make. Did you everything. did you struggle with the food? You like I I want like something uh, else. Basically, like my billet mom just texted me and I put it in Google Translator and she asked me like, "What do you don't like? What you like?" Yeah. So basically, I put it everything in Google Translator and sent it to her, and like, what do you like? Like I, you know, the simple things like meat and like rice and all that stuff. You know, like okay. nothing crazy. Like I just only thing I don't like is like mushrooms i don't like mushrooms either probably the yeah. only thing i don't eat okay that's fair but yeah everything else what about how did how did like the whole sticks like when you come over to cape breton do they take your stick order right away like, yeah how does that work yeah just... basically well it was tough it was challenge for me and aiden our equipment manager okay because <laughs> he had to go through all this i had nothing i had only skates i had no gear you didn't have shin pads or... because they told me to not bring my gear they're gonna give me everything so oh. i had to go through everything on google translator with aiden <laughs> he had shout to out like, to Aiden. Oh yeah, oh big shout out to him, man. It was like trying to get me my new new skates too. It was trouble. A guy from Bauer comes and I'm sitting right here. I have no idea what to say. Yeah, I'm just like yeah. you're like a little big, no, I'm little like, smaller, yeah. little big. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, yeah they're good. <laughs> I'll work with them. Yeah, they're like four ties is too big. You're like yeah, they're uh-huh, good. <laughs> yeah. So basically, like it was tough, but and after Aiden just asked me like what I want as a stick, like he showed me like a couple sticks like I want to and butt flex and stuff. Yeah, and since then basically like, and it took me like three or four months to start speaking English basically. So yeah, after that it wasn't trouble to get anything like skates and sticks and stuff like that gloves shoulder pads oh yeah, yeah. New, i knew i hate new gear new gears yeah the worst. new gear feels really weird did you feel like that's the thing like I, I who was it it was malkin when he said the first year in uh pittsburgh he just said same thing almost he had new gear everything and he almost got injured because of his new gear and like a, a, a like a, a preseason game because he got injured he didn't know english it made him so uncomfortable that he wanted to go back because like there were, I forget what he said. It was something about his gear that he wanted fixed, but he didn't know how to explain it to the trainer. Yeah. And it was like a, and he was six, seven, or he was eighteen years old. Oh, and yeah. He didn't know how to talk to a grown man about fixing something, and he almost wanted to go back just because of that little issue. Oh yeah, for sure, man. It's a lot of like trouble, and you know, yeah. I got lo- really lucky with Aiden. Yeah. Because he was taking care of me, like, really, like, he still does. Like, he still, every time before the games, he knows, like, I need to sharpen my skates, no matter what. If he did it, like, two days ago, yeah. and he still knows that game day after morning skate, my my skates yeah. has to be done. So, he yeah. always, I never ask him, because he knows. Yeah. So, basically, like, he, if I break stick, he already has everything for me, and, yeah. like... You know, it's a big shout out to him, man. Like he get, like he did a lot to me this year. Like that's awesome. Yeah, past three years, like he helped me a lot. This, uh, not that I thought badly of Cape Breton, the organization, but after hearing what you said about how they've made you feel comfortable, I think a lot more of that organization. It's great that. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, especially that that. especially this year, like you know, it was crazy because we got all new coaching staff. Yeah. Ants, Ants, man. Yeah, I, I've known him for like three years. He was so happy. Oh, like he man. was so happy to be there. Did you, when you met him for the first time, did you see how happy he was? When I met him for the first time, we were working in um, hockey school, the Eagles hockey school. Oh, yeah. He came. Yeah. First time I seen that guy, I'm like, all right. <laughs> I talked to him for a bit. All right. He's like a nice guy. We go on the ice and he tries to pass to me. She throws the saucer like around like my kneecap. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? Like, 
what are you trying to do? Kill me? And he's like, I thought he's like, I thought you were a fifty goal scorer, so you try you can receive anything. And I was like, Are you kidding me? You almost broke my kneecap. Like, what? That's AIDS. Yeah, and we started like and we just got really close after that. Like, yeah. We were just like, you know, like Were you, were you at the practice in East Hans? No, I wasn't. Oh, you weren't I, there. I was at the World Juniors. Oh yeah. Yeah. I no, was. I was there at the practice in East Hans, and that's where he's from out there. Yeah. It was a great practice. He was loving it. Oh yeah. It he was, was my time. I seen that. God's country, he calls it. Oh yeah. God's oh, yeah. country, oh, he loves it always out there. Does, always does call it like that. <laughs> yeah. He's an, and uh, what's it called Chris Callaghan. Yeah. So uh, I'm on I'm on the ice with him and K. Brett yeah. last summer. We went on the ice, and it's like after one o'clock, I came back home. And news coming out. Chris Colligan is a new assistant coach. And I'm like, I just literally been with that guy on the ice for in like twenty minutes ago. And <laughs> he didn't say me a word. So next next day I come in and I'm just like, What's up, coach? Yeah, that's good. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Go right up to him. Yeah, congrats. <laughs> and Jake, like I knew Jake like Jake Grimes, yeah. the head coach. And he was just great all around, man. Like he was a really, really good like a hockey like yeah. a player coach. Like, I, don't know, I don't know him as a coach, but I met him a little bit as a person. He was a great guy. Oh, he's a great guy as well. Yeah. But like as a coach, man, he's such a player coach. Like, Is he? He wants to know what you feel. Like he wants to know what what feels good, what feels bad. What like, do you mean feels bad? What does he? What like, do you mean? Like I came back from um, NHL camp. I went to Bathurst. Yeah. Like I was flying. I went. I flew out like five in the morning, and the game is at seven in Bathurst. I'm flying from Columbus to Bathurst. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I call him day before. I'm like, Jake, you still want me to be on the team? And, like, you want me to come to Batters, basically? Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, and I come in, and, like, 5, five o'clock, game is at 7. So I come in the dressing room, and he comes up to me, and he's like, I'm like, Jake, I'm, like, really tired, but, like, should we talk about systems? Like, do you really want to? like make your brain to explode right now talk about systems like i just want you to play go on the ice and play your game like and and he knew like i've just been on the plane for like past 12 hours and he just told me to go on the ice and do what i can like yeah my best job like how i play and i come out and i score two <laughs> and we win three one and he's like here we go you didn't need that yeah welcome back welcome back yeah and like after that it's just all year long and it's just like he knows that i played a lot yeah. He just comes up to me and tells me, like, you should take off today. You should go back really? home. Yeah. Like, Interesting. Because, like, after Canada-Russia, yeah, I came back. And I was, like, I had literally played, like, six or seven games in ten days that time. <sighs> and he just gave me, like, full week off. Like, he just told me to tr- if I go to the rink, yeah. he should never see me on the ice or putting my gear on. It's only in the gym stretching out, yeah. like, bike and stuff like that. He would, like, literally, like, kick me out of Plus the Plus the time change, too? Yeah. No, Canada Russia was at home, right? Oh yeah, sorry. I thought you were talking about World Juniors. Oh, after sorry, World yeah. Juniors, listen to that story. So okay. we play last game, and um, our game in Saint John is like January fifth. This is the game after the World Juniors. After the game first game, yeah, yeah. It's not a. F- it wasn't the first game already, but it was like the game I okay. could reach possibly. Okay. okay. And nobody expects me to come back home by yeah. that. Like nobody expects me to go to Cape Breton and play a game. Yeah. I just played World Juniors. I played seven games in ten days. Yeah. Like, and I call coach uh, Jake. I'm like, Jake, I'm coming to St. John. You know that, right? Like, wait, what? <laughs> no, no, don't do it. He's like, don't do it. Like, you have to rest, like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Jake, you can't say no to me. You have to put me in the lineup. Like, you got to do it. And um, he was like, all right, it's going to be game time decision and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, for sure. And apparently Kali told me, Kali told me, and uh, Ants told me, like, Jake comes uh, comes in and, like, and tells him, like, Iggy wants to play. He wants to play a game. And he's like, and I can't say no to him. So I'm like, yeah, you couldn't say no to me. So I came back and flew like literally like 18 or 19 hours. Oh, Got in like 3 or 4 o'clock. And it's like like 12 o'clock at night already in Russia. But it's like 3 o'clock in, like in St. John. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't know. I scored free and I had a assist. No. Oh, yeah. No. I, I scored free. Yeah. Oh, my God. I swear. <laughs> I literally had scored free. I probably played one of my best games I ever played. And since then, I was on like, a run. How I tired had, were you? I wasn't even tired. That was a crazy part, man. I think it was just like... Oh, Mike. It was just like... 
I had a you, lot of emotions in me to play a game, and yeah. I, I like I was. You're wearing your silver medal like under your jersey. You're just like skating around. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I show <laughs> up. I show up. I have no suit, <laughs> so I had to wear like Team Russia stuff. So I show up to a game like jeans and like just the sneakers <laughs> and like a Team Russia like jacket. Did you get fined? No, oh, I I gave, I gave a coach heads up. I was like, I had no suit with me, so and and um, yeah, basically. And since then, I like I was on the run, man. Like yeah. I scored like twelve in like six games after World Juniors first, like first like, twelve yeah. goals in six games. Yeah, like I scored three against Saint John and two at home against back to back. And after yeah. we played Charlottetown back to back, and yeah. I scored in both those games. And after Armada came, and I scored four. <laughs> Be honest, if the season wasn't cut short, would you have got fifty? I think I would have. Yeah. I think I would have. Yeah. How many games left did you have? Five. So you'd have to get four goals four in goals. five games. Yeah. You could have done that easily. Yeah, I could have. Well, I want to say easily. It's you not easily, but I could've. think I could have done it because you know we we just had such a good team and everybody wanted to help me. Like everybody wanted to help me thing. to reach fifty yeah. too. Like, you probably you know, would have like, got more ice time too. Yeah, you know, like Franny, Ryan, like we, he was my line mate. I'd love that guy, man. Yeah. The love, the way he plays. Oh yeah, oh so good. Unreal. He's unreal. getting drafted this year too, oh, yeah, isn't for he? Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. No doubt. Yeah. And, you know, he would just try to pass me all the time. Like, what a so, great guy. Oh yeah, and like coach would put me on the ice like power play, power play. Obviously. When it's like when we already up, anyways, like yeah. we up by four, and yeah. he still tried to. And like at some point, I just said like, you know what? Don't try. Just let people who like fourth line to play like i played enough this year like good for you that's yeah a, that shows you your know, character you know if i reach 50 i would reach 50 if i don't well it's not the end of the world yeah and you know like obviously it sucked that like i didn't reach 50 because of covid but nothing we like could do about it like it was just like crazy like you know we were on the way back from moncton yeah and like we were like all right well uh New Brunswick just got four cases. First four cases in New Brunswick. We're like, uh, oh my god! Like, what's going on? Ants told me the story, and yeah. we were like, oh, it's not gonna touch us. It's blah blah blah. We're fine. And next thing you know, NBA postponed the season. Yeah. And next thing you know, NHL. And we're like, all right, well, it's coming for us. Yeah. And like, you know, like the goodbye I said to the boys. Like, it wasn't even goodbye because I thought we're gonna be all back in two weeks for playoffs. Yeah. Like nobody expected. Like yeah. we were like, ah. Oh, yeah, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Don't worry. We're going to play playoffs and we're going to go to Memcom. Yeah. And it's just like, you just see numbers growing up, growing up, and you, you know, it's just done. Like, it's over. So basically, that was that was the toughest thing about it. Like, we didn't really say goodbye to any, like, yeah. all the boys. You didn't get to, like, have a team party or no, anything like no. that. Like, it was just like, yeah, we'll be back. Yeah, for yeah. sure. We'll be back. Like, it's going to take, like, two or three weeks and we'll be back for playoffs. How was uh how how's Russia right now with COVID? Did you talk to your parents? Like, how are the yeah, numbers good or bad there? It was pretty bad. It, it got like pretty bad because Russia is obviously big and yeah. cities like Moscow and they're huge. And is that where you're from, Moscow? No, no, no. Uh, I'm from Ekaterinburg. Okay. How far is that? I don't know. It's like two hours flight from Moscow, but it's like third biggest city in Russia. Really? Yeah, it's pretty huge. Like, it's nice. a really big one, and it's like one of like coolest cities too okay cool so uh, yeah but it's like i think it's getting better around now it was pretty bad yeah but it's not too bad right now they're like kind of things start opening up like here like yeah my brother can get back on the ice now and how, like how old's your brother uh he's 15 oh yeah is he good he's gonna be a he's player goalie. he's a goalie oh yeah no way. i don't know why he's a goalie he's a weirdo <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know he's huge man he's like he's 15 and he's like 6'1 yeah what are you, 6'4"? Yeah, he's like 6'1", six six one, and he's, he's 15 like... 15 years old. Yeah, he's wow. like 6'1", one, one, like 170, 180, maybe around that area. Does right. he want to come play over in North America? Uh, he, I think it's now, right now, that period when he has to show up, really. Make like, a oh, he, he has, has to, to play hockey, okay. like real, like really good level of hockey. Yeah. Like, he has to do it. It's two years of key hockey for him right now, so... Have you seen him play hockey ever? Yeah, I, play, I play? played against him a couple of times, too. Like, we yeah. would go and... You shoot you know, on him? Shoot on him. <laughs> he's not... He's huge, man. That's the problem. Like, I saw him last time before World Juniors was, like, April last year. Yeah. And he shows up at the World Juniors, and I'm like, wait, what? Who are you? Like, <laughs> you're, like, three or four inches taller. Like, yeah. what? And it's just, like, crazy how he grows... Yeah, I know. Fifteen, that's that like puberty. That's when yeah. that's when you yeah. start to like go. Yeah, I think he's gonna be like as big as I am right now. Imagine six four goalie. Yeah. That's like 
six six on skates. Yeah, that's big. Imagine six six. It, 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 it's gonna help him a lot. Absolutely. Because you know the, it's a key thing for a goal is to be big. Like. Yeah. Um, we like two sports athletes on this podcast. You ever play any other sports other than hockey? Played. Uh, I usually love playing soccer. Soccer. Play table tennis. Table tennis. I'm a king of Cape Breton Eagles table tennis <laughs> tournament. You can ask anybody. Anybody? Oh, ask anyone. Even the coaches. If I ask oh, yeah. Ants, oh, say yeah. it. Ask Ants. Ask Kali. Anybody. Kali. Ants. Ants was in Cape Breton a couple of days ago, and I beat him like twice, like twenty-one to six and twenty-one to four. <laughs> N- not even a chance. <laughs> He's gonna be pissed the fact that you're saying this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's all right. Like I beat I beat him at the big big tennis. Oh, the real tennis? The real tennis. Yeah, yeah we played. The big tennis. Big tennis. I don't know. Why. I always call it, because we call it in Russia for some reason like that. Big tennis? Yeah, I don't know why. My billets were laughing about that too, actually. <laughs> I don't know why I said it again, but that's fine. No, it's good. That's yeah, funny. Yeah. So I, I, won, I beat him here, and uh, now table tennis too. Good stuff. Yeah. So what's your plans for the rest of the summer? I know the draft is October 9th, but you got some time in between now and October 9th. Are you just going to... You're gonna keep going on the ice. Like, do you oh, have yeah. anything outside of hockey you're gonna do? You're gonna go to PEI, go to a beach. I don't know. Uh, anything, camp. You're gonna go camping. Anything? Uh, you know, my billet's got a cottage in Cape, like right in like basically in Cape Breton, like 40 minutes away from my house. So nice. I usually go on the weekends there. On the lake, ocean. Uh, kind of like a yeah. like ocean, basically. Like it has a beach, but it's like maybe like 10, 15 minute drive. Nice. But like, I'm not a big beach guy because like I can't handle heat. Oh yeah, me neither. It I can't. Knocks me out. Today like, was brutal. Yeah, it takes me like twenty minutes to go to bed. So if you get drafted by L.A. or Florida, you're done. You can't get drafted by them. <laughs> you know, I will take it. <laughs> You'll anyways, take it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but right now I think just my main focus is just like the draft work, work hard before like, you know, it was just like because I was supposed to go to combine, NHL combine, and yeah. it was May thirty first. It was supposed to be, and after. You know, everything just got postponed, and I was just living through that time, like, waiting at least on the date. But right now, I have a date to look forward. And yeah. time started going really fast now, like, when I got back on the ice, and it's just, like, yeah. each day. It's already almost, like, two months away. Like, it's only two months, basically. Like, two and It'll a half. It'll fly by. It's fly by. Yeah. Like, almost all summer. Like, yeah. it's already, like, end of July. I don't know if you're allowed to say this, but like, have you been talking to NHL teams already? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. You're I, was allowed allowed, to... I was allowed. To, uh, yeah, I was allowed to say that, obviously. But like, teams, to, like, teams were calling me on the Zoom because because really? um, there's no meetings anymore. Yeah, like they in... were expecting because uh, it was rumors about draft being held online on June 5th. They wanted to do draft before season at the start, right? Yeah. It was was just rumors, and all teams got like kind of like nervous, nervous. Yeah, so yeah. they don't have a time to talk. So they would just call me on the Zoom, talk yeah. to me, and. You know, just telling me, like, they don't know the date of the draft, but, like, yeah. here, we just want to speak to you because we, we would have speak to you at the Combine because one of the day in com- at Combine, you just talk to every single team, basically, all yeah. day long. Yeah. So they would just, like, ask me questions, basically, like, like from the Combine. Yeah. And uh, right now, they just, they will call again probably by the end of September and stuff like that when times comes again. Yeah. Just, like, check on me, how my summer went and basically yeah. all that stuff. Sounds good. Yeah, I hope some of them are listening to this podcast, man, because you're a great guy. Like, I'm pumped you came here. I was a little nervous about your English, but you're unreal. You're a great guy. You have a great personality. Like, you can flourish in the professional level, man. I'm really happy you came. Thank you. Last minute of the podcast is yours. If you want to thank anyone, say hi to family, friends. I know you want to thank your billet. You go ahead, man. It's your uh, podcast. Oh, now. Yeah, I'm just going to say thank you to everybody, basically. Like, my billets, and obviously, I'm going to say thanks to Matt Anthony. Oh. You know, teaching me those like little tricks on the ice, and obviously, just I'm just want to say thank you to the OK Breton community, basically and stuff. Man, everything they've done to me past three years is just crazy. Like it helped me grow as a player and and as person as well, man. It's just like teach me lots of lessons, and you know, I learn a lot from people, and you know, it's where I am right now. I'm happy with that. That you know, I reached to that point. Awesome. Well, Igor, man, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I wish you success at the next level. I know it's going to come to you. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Everyone listening, thank you very much for tuning in. Enjoy your day. It's beautiful out there. Wednesday. Enjoy the rest of your summer. We're out. Peace. Best. You 
You can be the King Kong banging on your chest. You can beat the world. You can beat the war. You can talk to God, go banging on his door. You can throw your hands up. You can beat the clock. You can move a mountain. You can break rocks. You can be a master. Don't wait for luck. Dedicate yourself and you go find yourself. Straight through hell with a smile. You could be the hero, you could get the gold. Breaking all the records they thought never could be broke. Yeah, do it for your people, do it for your pride. And you're never gonna know if you never even try. Do it for your country, do it for your name. Cause there's gonna be a day when you're Be champions.